Shechet. So what I want to talk about today is the idea of Goddess Mitzrayim, the idea of Goddess altogether. And uh, being it's the beginning of the Shevav, we will take advice and talk about that There's a concept that we know that in this world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world with two separate forces. The Koyach of Kedusha and the Koyach of Tana. And we look at them as two separate entities, that's them, to the extent they fight with each other. There's a Hashpah of Kedusha in the world, and there's a Hashpah of Tana in the world. And it's people who have to decide, so to speak, if you'd imagine two world powers fighting with each other, you have a war between, let's say, the United States and Russia. Two major powers fighting. So now, who's, in, who's at war? Well, you'd say the whole country's at war. Where's the battle being fought? So maybe today the world's changed, but at least traditionally there was a battleground. And that's where each country sends its armies to fight, and that's where the soldiers face each other and have to fight and shoot or whatever it is. Now, it could be you have the whole industrial and capacity of each country behind their soldiers. Whether they're producing and their arms and their intelligence or whatever else, the whole industry is backing them up. But the actual point of conflict is on the battlefield. Everything else is just backup. Everything else is just helping the people who are actually fighting on the front line win the war. And if you understand the marshal, so in the Nimshal, the Kayach of Kedusha is a Dabarachi. The Kayach of Tum is a Dabarachi. But the, each one has a lot of kayach. Where it gets from, we spoke about before, each one has a lot of strength. But the battlefield where the two meet is this world. And the soldiers on the front line are people. In other words, as, as strong as each of these two forces are, they're only coming to contact with each other here. Here in this world, where people, and the, therefore, there need to be people on each side. Because it's, the battle is fought between here and this world. And that has an effect. That is an effect. In other words, just like in the army, if the soldiers on the battle win the battle, so then of course it has an effect. The country is strong, but uh, it's not the whole country fighting the whole country. It's, the, the, the fight between two countries comes down to the point where the actual, where the conflict's taking place, and it's the same thing over here. You have the koyach of kedusha in the world and the koyach of tuma, which are both cosmic forces, but the place where they meet and the place where they come into contact, and where the battle is being fought, is here, royal masia by people. And therefore, there need to be people on each side. There need to be people fighting on the side of Kedusha, and there need to be people who are fighting on the side of Tum. Because that's, what, that, that's where the conflict lands up. And if the people who are fighting on the side of Kedusha are victorious, it means the side of Kedusha gets stronger. And this Chas Hashanah, it's the other way around. So the side of Tum gets stronger. Okay? So then if you're talking about it in that, in, from that perspective, you understand the idea that if the Kayach HaKadusha is looking for volunteers, is looking for people, so to speak, they're going to fight the Ma'an Hashem, the Ma'an Kedusha. So, those are the people who then represent the Kayach HaKadusha. They're the soldiers. Fighting the Kedusha. But in the same way, they're going to be people who the soldiers are fighting for the side of the tunnel. They're fighting them very connected. There could be a lot of people who are not aligned. And it's not their battle. They're not involved in it directly. 
But we're talking now about people who, if it's going to be a war, it's going to be soldiers on both sides. Okay, Kida. Now, Klai Yisrael's mission, or Klai Yisrael, or given up this chus, the opportunity to do this, is to be the representatives here of the side of Kedush in the world. That's our a description as a Goy Kodesh, we're the ones who fight for Kedush. That's our mission, that's our, our special neshama, and that's what uh, our, our, our goal, our tachlis, and our guarantee is, is that we're going to bring about the situation when this the side of Kedusha will eventually be victorious. But we know that Kenega that is the side of Tama. Okay. Who's fighting for the side of Tama? And how did the Tara Tama get roped them in? In other words, Mitzidaino, it's very simple. HaKadosh Baruch offered it to us. He offered us a Hasinai that said, do you want to be the Goy Kodesh? Do you want to be the nation of Kedusha? The nation is supporting Kedusha. And we accepted that. So it makes a lot of sense. That's when we got given the mission, so to speak, and we made it. That becomes our lifelong, uh, not just in our own lifetimes, but Klai Yisrael's lifelong mission of fighting the battle of Kedusha. And every time we as Klai Yisrael are victorious, then we add more Kayach to the third of in the world. Like the Pasuk says, you know, so the brings in the Pasuk, to new Oiz Lelekim. It gives strength to Hashem. Hashem is incredibly powerful. But if the battlefield's here, then it needs us to win in order to to, to, to decide this battle. So that's how we, Klai Yisrael, got given our position. And that's, uh, that's how, what makes us the Goy Kodesh. Okay, who are we fighting against? Who's the title of Tumor? And like we asked before, how did it get that position? We never find the idea of the Sultan coming down and offering people to like, work with him. And that's the answer is he does. He does in, in a number of different ways. A number of different ways. Because we know and we can define very well what the side of Kedush is. It's what Hashem wants the world to be. Like we said, the second element of Al to establish the world, to fix it the way Hashem wants it to be, that, that's Kedush. But what's the side of Tumor? What does the side of Tumor want the world to be? So the answer is that Tumor has lots of angles. There's only one option for Kedusha. And the one option for Kedusha is the way she wanted it. But Tumah, there are lots of options of how the Tumah world can look. And if you want examples, it's like a history. A Tumah world can look like a place of bloodshed. A place where everyone's killing everybody. A place where there's a worldview that if someone doesn't belong to the right race or the right uh, part of humanity, then just destroy them. A world of Ritzicha, a world of, of murder, is a world of wrath. A world of rack and the clack, a world of rampant liberalism, where every kind of isra and every kind of arais is mutter, and people can do whatever they want without restraint. It's not a world of rack. The world of rack can be a world of avodah when people believe in all kinds of concocted things or other powers and deny Hashem. The world of rack can be a world of atheism. The world of rack has lots of ways to work out, not just one. And if that's the case, does uh, the options of the what do you call the the Merkava of Ra to get people to work for him is not limited to one option. He has lots and lots of options. He has lots and lots of options, and every depending on who he's trying to 
who is trying to rope in to be the ones who are going to represent the Ram is going to be which way he's going to offer them to go. Because, because the Etzim is Mitzad the Koya he doesn't really care. As long as it's a world of Tumah, it doesn't make a difference in so much which Tumah it's going to be. Make it a world of Avadizara, make it a world of Ratzicha, make it a world of Shrikhastami, make it a world of Arise. It's all right. And, and his, therefore, from the point of view of the Merkava of Tumah, if it's effective at causing, at causing the world not to get to, not to be a world of Kedusha, to be a world of Tumah, that's okay. Which is why he's going to change his appeal based on who he's trying to talk to. In other words, and let's explain this as you say, just like every person, Be'atim has their own individual bad medas. And what makes a person on an individual level, somebody who's bringing Kedusha to the world, is the fact that a person is controlling all those medas. A person is in control of himself and is doing what Hashem wants. And the person who's bringing Ra to the world, on an individual level, again, there are lots of options. There are lots of options. Any bad meta which overtakes the person to the extent that, it's in his, that the person's in the power of that meta is rap. It doesn't make a difference which one it is. Unchecked jealousy, unchecked anger, unchecked hatred, unchecked taiva. All of them, they're all bad. And if that's what's driving the person, that becomes a primary force in his life, so it's rap. And as far as the Satan's concerned, he doesn't really care. It all achieves the same thing for him. It's rap. It's rap. And therefore, what's he going to tempt a person with? Whatever that person's weak in. Because that's the way he's going to convince them. For a person whose their, their, their bad point isn't that they, they have bad points, that's their bad point is Taiva. The Satan's not going to try and convince him to become a murderer. It doesn't speak to him. It's for someone to be different what he wants to be. It's not going to work with him. But if, you can, if he has a weakness in Taiva, you can convince him to, to drift into a world of Avera, through the weakness that he has, that's easy for the Satan to do, and you made him right. And if a person's weak middah is his cruel, he's bloodthirsty, so then, to try and convince him to, to, to work, work in a different zone, why should Satan work so hard? You just push him to do what he has a natural inclination to do, and you've made him right too. And therefore, so to speak, the Satan has an easier job. He has lots of options, and his, he'll always take the option of least resistance, which means where the person's anyway weak, cut. So I'll try and develop him in that way to become bad. Whereas the side of Kedusha, the side of Kedusha, there's only one track to Kedusha. There's not multiple routes to Kedusha. Kedusha is what Hashem wants. And that's not necessarily, and usually, it's not what a person's naturally going to do. It needs effort. Okay, so those are the two. Two sides of the uh, of the conflict between Tov and Ra. This works on an individual level, works on a national level, which means just like a person has an individual weakness in a certain area, same thing. You talk about a nation. There's a national weakness. There's a national weakness, and whichever nation comes to power, I'm sorry, the Sultan is going to appeal to that nation to become Ra in the area which is that nation's natural weakness. Now, therefore, if you're talking to B'nai Adam, we know Al-Khar The nature of Adam is that they're bloodthirsty. They live by killing. 
So if you're talking about the nation of like that, then the way you're going to make them ra is you're going to make them into a killing society. And then you, that makes... If that's a nation you're trying to work on, that's going to make them ra. If you're talking about a nation <laughs> where... Without going to explanation why. But the weakness of the nation is something which is conducive to our desire. Then what the Ksatan is going to do is he's going to turn them into a nation of our desire. Well, you've made them up. And therefore, we talk about the four Malchias, the four civilizations, the four powers which ruled the world. The Wulra. Each one. The Wulra. But for different reasons. Not because they're different Satans, it's the same Satan. But because each time he manipulated that nation's weakness to make them bad. And then they represented Ra. And therefore we ask, who's our enemy? Who Klai is fighting against? It keeps changing. It keeps changing. We're always fighting the same battle. But where the enemy is coming from is always a different direction. Because we're fighting, we know, we know exactly what we're fighting to get to. The second enemy, Malchus Shakai. To make things the way she wants them to be. What's the opposition? Who's the enemy? And we can have any sign which is not what Hashem wants. A world of Avodah Hashem doesn't want, and a world of Arayas Hashem doesn't want, and a world of Atheism Hashem doesn't want, and a world of Ritzich Hashem doesn't want. So who our enemy is can keep changing. But it doesn't make a difference, because our fight's always going to be the same fight. The various Malchias and the various powers which came on the scene, each one represented Ra, but each one represented a different Ra. And in, in, intrinsically, it's not, they're not coming to fight a different battle. It's always the same battle. They're fighting for Ra. The Sultan is giving them the Kayach to fight for Ra. Except, Mitzidah, he has lots of options of what the Ra is going to be. They're all good for him. And therefore, based on the national weakness that he, of the people he's dealing with, that's where he's going to push them. And it always works because they naturally, people fall uh, straight into what the Sultan wants them to do, and then they become the representatives of Ra. On a different le- on a different level, whatever a different direction, whatever that route is going to be. Now, so far we've laid our first foundation to understand the battle that Klai Yisrael face. The battle Klai Yisrael face is to fight Ra. What's the Ra? Depending on when you lived, you can identify a different Ra for every generation. Let's go to the next point. If the battle is being fought between people, but like we said, just like in the case of an army, when you have two armies fighting each other, the master, you have the country behind each army, which is giving them their weapons, which is giving, you know, has the infrastructure to help them fight. Okay, so let's talk here also. If there's a fight between Kedusha and Tumah, and we, the soldiers on the front line, fighting for Kedusha against whoever the enemy is, he's fighting for Tumah. Well, what, what are we being given, so to speak, as our, as our weapons? What's being provided to us from the side of Kedusha as to what you need to fight with? And, on the other side, what's the Satan giving his force? What are the tools that each side is being given by the Kayak that they represent in order to fight their battle? So, this is an important point to understand. There's a very big difference between the tools that we get from Kedusha and the tools that the Sultan gives to his army. And then once again, the army can change and the direction can change and the battle can change, 
that's what the Satan has to give, which means the tools you can give are always the same tools. And the tools are either money or force or power. In other words, and think about it, it's throughout the course of history. The kayak that a country needs to be ra, or an individual needs, is he has power in one of those three areas. Either he's wealthy, or he's strong, or he has power for some other reason. But it comes bekoach. And when a person has those, a source of koach, a source of power, so then that gives him the authority or that gives him the ability to do ra. Again, in, in the world of, of, of how the Malchus, how international domination has gone from one place to another one, it's always dependent on who's stronger in the military, militarily or who's more, who's more powerful or who's more wealthy. And that's what trends from one place to the next. One, one Malchus destroys the next Malchus, they take over, they're more powerful. And if you're talking about a place which is more wealthy and therefore they have more resources, and then that, that becomes a center of power. The kayak that the Satan gives is one of those things. Like I said, power, strength, or wealth. And Ali Yamazel is like that. Not just on the national level. Not just on the national level. Because on the national level, you'll see that obviously it's understood. But the superpower will always be either the, the wealthiest or the strongest country. It has to be like that. But that will always be the Ra of where it's centered. The Ra is centered in the superpower. And therefore, that becomes to be fighting. When Babel was the Malchus of the world, and Babel was the source of wealth, and Babel was the source of power, so then Klai Yisrael's fight was against Babel. That, that represented the Ra. And when later on, let's talk about when the Greek Empire rose to power, and they were the most powerful and the richest country in the world, so then our fight became a fight against Greece. And there were lots of other countries at the time that, that they weren't the Ra. And when the Roman Empire came to power, the same thing happened again. It changed. In other words, the kayak the Sultan has in order to give to to give his forces is those three things, and it's going to be true for an individual as well. You can have an individual Russia who wants to has a campaign that he wants to do right. The only way he's going to be successful is either he's wealthy or he's powerful, and therefore he'll bring people to follow him or to do what he wants because he has some means to influence them. As a means to influence? As a means to influence or as a means to, to have an effect. And therefore, if you just take an example, if you have a, a person, a Russia like Hitler, so he began his life as a nobody. He ended up in jail for one thing after the next. But the Sultan saw him as a very good candidate of a person who wanted to be right. And then, okay. The Satan can use people who want to be Ra. He, he works well with the Satan. So, what was the Ra he wanted him to go to? We know. Like, like Germany has a Malchus of Adam. Okay. But no one listens to some uh, misfits of society who are sitting in jail. And therefore, what the Satan has to give him tools to be successful is he has to give him power. And he did. He didn't, he wasn't wealthy. It's not at the beginning. He, and that, he had power. He organized groups of uh, gangsters into various uh, things, and eventually he served power, basically. And he used power as a way to rule the world. And that was a good agent for the Sultan, to do what the Sultan wanted to do. He had examples of people who were successful as being a shayim, because they were wealthy. 
And I've asked example for that is Haman. Haman was another good candidate for the Sultan. He was a person who was right, and the Sultan used him. Except as an individual, Haman couldn't do very much. But if he becomes prominent, and now he's running the country, so now he can be a source of right. And therefore the tools that the Sultan has to give somebody, and the Sultan, let me say this a bit better. It's not Stan. The Sultan is a good talent scout. He looks for people who want to be right. And now, okay, if he needs, if, if he needs agents to do his job, Sultan also wants to kill Kal Yisrael, but he can't. He's not a person. And therefore he needs an agent. He looks for a person who wants to be right. The Sultan can work with that. He'll, he'll conscript him. But then the Sultan needs to give him tools to work. And that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, Anybody who wants to harm Kal Yisrael will become a leader. Why? Because if a person is a willing candidate to Meitzah the Yisrael, he wants to fight the Jewish people, he wants to fight on the side of Ra. Okay? The Sultan is looking for candidates. But no, he, he can't do anything like that. As a regular person, as someone who doesn't have any effect, and therefore Meitzah Rosh, the Sultan will give him power. Power, wealth, prominence, whatever it's going to be, because then he can be an effective tool for the Sultan. That's on the side of the Ra. On the side of the Sultan, so what he needs to find candidates who are willing to fight his war, he needs to pr- give them the strength to do that. Whereas, you'll see, the Tzad of Kedushim never needs that, and never uses that. If you're going to talk about Zel who are our generals on the Tzad of Kedusha against the, against the candidates of the Sultan? Look in the same door, Mordechai Tzadik. At the time of Mordechai, to fight his war, he wasn't particularly wealthy. He didn't have the same power as Haman. If you're talking about the door of Hitler, we had the Chafetz Chaim, we had the Chaim Briska. They weren't wealthy, they weren't powerful, they didn't have armies, they didn't have strength. And it's always like that. So what's the Kayach that Kedusha gives its army, or its candidates, to fight? It's not what the Sultan gives. Like I said, the Sultan has to give power, or money, or, or ability to, to, to use force. Kedusha has none of those. We, it's, it's definitely not required it's very rare that a leader on the side of Kedusha is powerful in other words they have an army is wealthy or is uses force so what's the Kayach that they have in order to that Kedusha gives its side to balance the Kayach of them that's our starting point of this discussion and that is understand the balance in the world and the owners of Kedusha on the one side Tum on the other side they're two fighting armies. We have to explain about this next time what the army of Kedusha can offer, and then we have to explain about how the war plays out and how our mission is to fight for the side of Kedusha.